Guys, are you a possible rock band or solo musician looking for representation and a way to secure shows? Well, our new sponsor, Cranial Nerve Records, can help. This organization has been fundamental in securing live shows from the podcast, and we couldn't be more grateful for them. Reach out to them for bookings via email at cranialnerverecords at gmail.com. Guys, Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events that you see in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. This company has been working closely with the podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So, if you're looking to plan your next gig or event, head over to their Facebook page to learn more today. Guys, you know them, you love them. Guerrilla Graphics Design Agency can provide you top-tier effects and production value. They have everything you can ask for, including professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is the Cowstars Podcast. I'm your host as always, Cole McAllister. We're joined today with returning guest, Silence, hip-hop artist from Cedar Cedar Rapids. Yes, sir. I always always confuse Cedar Rapids and Cedar Falls every time. That's all right. It's close. (laughs) (laughs) It's close. (laughs) Close enough. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So it's been a long day. Yeah, it's good to have you back. You, uh, um, like you were saying before, you... uh, it seems like you were on a weekend of you know always being busy, constantly doing <laughs> shit. Um, what have you been all doing when, uh, with your weekend here in Des Moines? Uh, yesterday we had a meeting, pretty pretty important meeting. Um, then we did an artist showcase at Lefty's. Huge turnout, amazing. Um, Des Moines shows way more love for their local music scene than any city in Iowa I've ever been to. Wow. Like, that stood out yesterday. Like, people, they weren't leaving right after their friends left. They were staying for the whole show. They were cheering everybody on. There was multiple times they chanted for everybody. And uh, I can honestly say I've never seen another city's support system be like that. So that was super dope to be able to be a part of that. Uh, then today we had uh, the African-American Festival at the Horizons Event Center. So had a, a couple artists perform there, did some networking and everything, and now I'm here. Hell yeah. So, and then a video shoot tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going crazy, man. You know, a lot of people come through this, um, you know, this studio, but you're one of the few that stand out to me is like, you know, what they, you know, if they want to do their shit full time, like yes. you're doing, like what they want to be, like that is you in essence. So I really yeah. love having you in here, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I work with people who make it look like I do it part time. So, <laughs> like, I constantly try to compete and keep up with them. So it's one of those. I have a great team that kind of pushes me. So, hell yeah. You know, speaking of like, uh, you know, Des Moines local, um, music you should reach out to lolo savage he um i know of him you do okay yes. he he runs the uh hip-hop showcase okay here in des moines that happens i think like once every two or three months okay which has been instrumental um i talked to a dude yesterday that's doing a showcase um it might be the same same showcase but he um owns a food company belly belly or something like that had amazing mm-hmm soul food he was talking about it like artists put in so much money to be on it and then a winner takes all type thing mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's the same thing but i've heard of lolo savage i thought he was out of waterloo originally though so um so he wow um oski oski Lewis, so okay that's where he's originally okay from so yeah, yeah. he kind of he kind of hops back and forth between but he's nice. in des moines now currently like uh, nice. if you're 
yeah, if you want to come back to Des Moines or for any reason you're coming back and doing stuff here, I would definitely hit him up. Definitely. I'll have to look into that. I, I think we have a mutual connection, Lyrical, that can probably plug me on that okay. one. So, so yeah. That'd be pretty dope. So, tell me, man, what kind of stuff you've been working on since you last been in here? Man, uh, I've just been busy. So, a lot of people, they tend to content drop at the end of the year. So, fourth quarter comes and they like they feel they got to get everything <laughs> out. Uh, me, I don't. I become a hoarder. I don't release anything in <laughs> fourth quarter uh, because I don't want to drown myself while everybody else is doing theirs. Like we had the conversation last time when you post something and if you just keep posting, it kind of pushes it under. Well, it's the same thing with other people. So I kind of hold off and I plan for first, second, third quarter of this year. Mm. Um, so I've got the album I Have Silence that dropped in October. I think it was October. Yeah, October. Um, that's out, so I'm going to give that a full push, Get try to get some radio play on that. Linked up with a couple core DJs recently, which is a big DJ coalition that breaks a lot of music. Um, planning a trip to South by Southwest to go to the keynote speaking stuff. So I got a, yeah. I got a lot in the works right now, new music being made. Um, got a situation with a major label that I get to go... Uh, hopefully close this month nice so so got some got some stuff working so yeah, making some big stuff yeah man. uh if you look at my social media it kind of looks like i've just been doing nothing but i'm tagged in everything because i'm at mm. everything um but i've kind of fallen back on taking pictures at everything i'm at like if i'm constantly i got so much content to post now from last year alone if i'm still taking pictures of everything and posting everything it's like people are gonna get bored of me Mm. that's something that i've kind of caught on it's just like if i perform at every showcase and oh it's just another silent showcase versus if i perform once a quarter or twice a quarter it's like oh we've got to go to this one so i'm kind of doing that with my content now where i've got a big enough following that when i put it out i don't have to drown them and keep them up to date every 30 seconds anymore so Mm. sure um do do you like get overwhelmed by like the amount of content that you have yes i I can imagine all the time like i'll be like what do i need to post i haven't posted today should i post like but i just posted this so i need to post something different or i need to share so many stuff so it gets to days where i just like like move my phone away from me like just kind of decompress that part of me is going to be there let me distract myself for a little bit so i can come back because I mean, I know so many people have just given up because they either get overwhelmed or they just lose that drive because it's always down their throat. So, yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of the phone, that's like that's a big part of the problem, right? It's just like how it's fucking designed. Like I, um, you know, I can I can relate to that in several issues. You know, whether it's like you know there's traps or like uh, you know just like trying to stay focused on something that's other than social. Like it, exactly. It's, um, you know, it's like they they've talked about like the people. Um, at facebook who've like admitted to like programming things like in order to uh directly addict people yeah like uh you know the instagram like they panned is like oh it's it's this whole you know it's not targeting you know young teenage girls but i mean it really is like yeah programming like they're yeah. they're moralists <laughs> no that's that's facts and that's that's a huge thing like if i open up my phone i've got with three or four social media apps that's you know however five ten minutes to update each one of those and make sure that i'm doing everything right following whatever algorithm and then if i get off of that i've got my streaming apps so i can easily bounce over to a tv show or music or whatever else then you have your creation apps so you can go do your little word puzzles or whatever it is and it's like it's it's all meant to keep this thing in your hand there's literally no reason now to do anything outside of putting this here everything you could do in real life is right here and i feel like that's kind of a problem with society everybody's so hung up on this device 
everything that's involved in this digital world versus real life experiences. And that's something that I'm trying to get back into is getting away from this thing. Mm. So, so do you have any methods for, um, you know, trying to divide those things up like the creative apps for, cause you know, that's a very good point you make and point that I've always made. It's like, yeah, we would all love to like go live in the woods, but like then we're not going to be able to do the podcast or the music exactly. or like we're you know these things that do bring us importance. Like we're not going to be able to do that either. So what's the balance? I don't know. Do you have any like do you put timers or like anything on your shit? No, I uh, if I'm on the phone, it's either for communication or for business. There's no in between anymore. Um, like when I'm listening to music in the car or whatever, it automatically connects or I'm putting on a podcast that's, uh, educating me. Like I have a daily routine now, um, with reminders that okay. tell me like, Hey, don't forget you need to brush your teeth today. As, as funny as people would be like, Oh, you don't brush your teeth. It's like, no, I get so busy. I forget to eat alone. Like I need to need reminders. Yeah. So I have like, you know, brush your teeth, go to the gym, listen to an informative podcast, read for 10 minutes, you know, make sure to handle your socials and they have time limits on them from this time to this time. You know, don't forget to eat. Don't forget to shower, you know, make sure I'm progressing as a human being um, because I feel like you lose so much with this, this device that you forget your basics. Like, yeah. I know so many people that drowned in their phone nonstop, and then it's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to feed my animals today. I mean, it's probably an important fucking thing to do. Go feed them. Like, if you got to set a reminder, set a reminder. Who cares if they laugh? But you need to remind yourself. And like you said, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, I'm busy, but they're not. The video games, TV, cell phone, whatever it is, versus the people who are actually super busy, it's like, now I got to find time for the other stuff let alone lose my life for an hour into this thing a day so yeah it's a hard thing to balance um yeah i i i have a calendar that like i i stick to yeah like that's like my like i i have to live by that like yeah it's structure structure exactly exactly it's a it's a tough thing to battle in this uh in this climate <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a digital world at this point like and i feel yeah. like so many people forget that where it's like this is real life what happens when fucking what was it uh y2k back in the day where all computers were supposed to crash what if that actually happens like in the so in the um communications industry they have uh cable boxes right everybody knows about a cable box yeah there's things digital uh transmitters or whatever that are scheduled to die in august of 2024 right there no longer is going to work you have to remove that piece of equipment and upgrade to something else and that rf frequency is no longer going to be a thing for you to use right so now you have to change to um like an iptv type situation where it's like youtube or streaming or something directly right those devices are scheduled to die they scheduled this back when they were making them in like the 80s and the 90s like hey in 30 years we'll kill these things off and nobody thought that day was going to come what happens if a modern day Y2K happens and all technology fails? You're just going to forget how to survive. You're going to forget how to do paperwork or how to go outside and ride your fucking bicycle. But you're going to forget those things because of this. Like, we have to find a way to divide and get away from this digital world. Yeah. I, I do wonder if there's just like too many, uh, you know, firewalls and, you know, safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if this thing happened that you're talking about, like, it. 
there's so many different countries with so many different forms of centralized communication yeah. and like and I understand technology that like we could like rebuild yeah semi frequently oh, or yeah. you know in a decent amount of time yeah it wouldn't be completely like you know in the woods but yeah, we like, wouldn't be shit out of luck yeah. <laughs> unless there was like a nuclear holocaust or something then I could see maybe being like fuck <laughs> like, yeah I've been training on this with Fallout for decades <laughs> yeah that shit's crazy do you do you think about like the um like what's going on in Russia Ukraine do you have any like, do you wonder if that's going to end? What do you think? Do you think it's going to end poorly or in a good, uh, good sense? From the information that I've gained recently uh, from Germany, Canada, and us sending tanks over to Ukraine and Russia not being a NATO country, so that being a direct conflict of, hey, we're going to supply them, but we want to stay out of this. We're just going to give them the shit to fight you. Uh, I feel like that might escalate and escalate into uh a full world world conflict just like you know when germany was doing some foul shit um i think it'll be china iran and russia uh and then in modern news we just shot down a chinese spy balloon that was floating over the united states oh i didn't hear about that that was yesterday damn yeah like it was spent the whole week flying over continental united states over like hot zones and it was it was a full-on chinese balloon like they tried saying it was a civilian research device but uh that goes to show our patriot system doesn't work the way it's supposed to work <laughs> like oh, no. bomb that bitch before it gets here and you didn't so they waited till it got over the east coast and then dropped it and uh that was yesterday so that kind of goes to lock in that russia china situation we already don't fuck with iran because of their situation so uh i do have strong concerns that it might become yeah. a, a crisis um i've been on this crazy military kick le recently and mm. have fully become prepared to re-enlist the minute oh, wow. the minute it kicks off i'm gone like um, let's go let's let's run this because i still have people i need to protect and if it escalates to that point do we have a knife can we cut this man's pinky off <laughs> like uh so i i'm i'm there i'm ready for it um if it happens it happens but that's Damn, that's dude. that's where my I, I think this is gonna escalate i think this is gonna become a global crisis um just just with how this has been playing out and that brings me to russia you could stomp a mud hole in fucking Ukraine with your eyes closed. And I feel like you've been dragging it out and playing fucking just with them. Like, you're playing with your food. You yeah. mean to tell me one of the largest global superpowers can't step on a small country like Ukraine? And just, you're done? Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, it's, okay, so to be fair, I don't actually really know that much about the Russia-Ukraine. I feel like I've kind of checked out to it, <laughs> like, the entire time. That's fair. Um, you know, and, and we don't need to get down this road, but like I feel like that there are um, certain things about like you know trying to focus more on like what's happening like in Iowa. Like yeah. I, like it's it's kind of interesting. Like I wanted to ask you this, like how it, like is that just part of your regimen that you? Jeez, I don't know what's going on with my mic. Like part of that regimen, how you like stay informed is just like do you have a time in your day where you look at the news and yeah. like try to okay? Yep, I need to get into that more. Yeah, so it's for me, it's one of those things of if I'm on any type of social media platform. If I'm not promoting myself or doing business, I'm not just aimlessly scrolling my timeline. I'm actually looking up things that are going on that I've overheard somebody talking about, or I'll stop and I'll just go open up a news article. Like what's going on in the US mail or whatever. And it'll be like, oh, Russia this, or um, Amazon sold so many whatever, or they're launching this new application. And then if something catches my attention, I'll, I'll dig a little more into it. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? 
I know currently because of the things I've been Googling, if I, you know, how everybody's like my FBI agent, my FBI agent is panicking. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? Why is he Googling these things? Why is he traveling to the, like, they're, they're connecting <laughs> dots that are not there, but I get it. I, I recently joined a, um, a Milsim airsoft team. So it's military simulation airsoft. Um, I've had to buy plate carriers and tourniquets and like all sorts of shit just to do this fucking combat sport. Um, so I know they're questioning some of the things that I've I've researched recently. Like I discovered they do um, Humvee tactical vehicles with mounted mini guns that shoot airsoft bullets and drive around with them. They do helicopter infills with airsoft. I'm like, bro. So when you look at what I'm googling, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? So yeah, so I definitely go into my tangents and my rabbit holes on information. So yeah, that's crazy, dude. I guess uh, my problem is like I have a hard time like uh, not getting emotionally invested. That's fair. Like when like I, it, it's a it's and this is a like a real problem. Like I acknowledge it's a real problem, but like I genuinely get upset by like things that happen in the news. <laughs> like it will ruin my day. I'll be like, this happened. <laughs> like it's just so bad. This happened. <laughs> It's awful. Like it, it's like it's strayed me from like wanting to get into like a like a serious like political because like I just I just can't handle it, man. I that's don't know fair. what it is. That's probably just me, my own unhealthy ways of coping with shit. I'm, I'm definitely willing to admit that. But like, uh, yeah. So I, do you, I guess do you have any of that? Do you ever struggle with like any like you know personally? You know, like if something you know happens in Russia, Ukraine, like like. Is there a part of you that gets upset? No. Like, how do you, you just... No, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't care. <laughs> I, I find reasons to be like, man, fuck that. Uh, and it's it's tough for me. Like, there's a yeah. lot where I'm just like, eh, it's not a me problem. When it becomes a me problem, then we'll have it, we'll, we'll deal with it. Um, but when it comes to, like, news or stuff going on that doesn't directly affect me, and as of right now, it's not directly affecting me, but... I am a be prepared person, which is why I've considered the military and been like, okay, if this happens, what do I need to do? Am I going to stand on the side or am I going to go be fucking Leroy Jenkins and let's charge into this shit? Um, so like it's, yeah, I don't, I don't really have that m emotional investment in like society, I guess that it's not directly on me. Yeah. Um, I am kind of curious, like, uh, so if so if we engage so if like the u.s decides to completely back ukraine and we engage in war with russia you will like you will go and like fight. i will drop whatever i'm doing at that very moment and go to the nearest recruitment center i don't give a fuck. i mid-stroke having sex Boop, going to war all right i'm out that's fun. too bad <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm, I'm gone uh and and the reason behind that is uh I think of what would I have done if I was of age when 9-11 happened? Would I have dropped everything and ran? Would I have questioned and waited for answers? Would I, like, what What would I have done at that time? Like, I was in first grade. Yeah. I, I wasn't doing shit then. But I hear stories about where some of the guys, like, fresh out of the military, and then it happens, like, they're retired, and it happens, and instantly right back in the fight. Um so I th and, and considering how large of a power Russia is, like that's that's people's nightmares. You the U.S. and Russia going at it, like that the nightmares are created off of that. I think that if that decision is made, it's a matter of hours before it's potentially on our home front. 
Hmm. How long is a flight from Russia to here? We just had a spy balloon over us for a week and we didn't do shit about it. Our Patriot system that's supposed to drop shit before it gets over continental United States didn't do shit. So how long does it take before you drop boots on ground and we finally realize what the fuck's going on? How long until a missile hits us from there to here when that decision's made? How many times does uh, Korea launch something and then we hear it in the news and nothing was done to prevent it, but we're supposed to have all of this superpower at South Korea. It's flying over South Korea and nothing's happening. People are getting bombed in certain areas. We just bombed uh, or we blew up drones or something over Iran. Yeah, like yeah, we do that kind of shit all the time. Yeah. yeah. So if we can do that, what says another superpower can't do it? Yeah. Right. I, I guess here would be like it's kind of funny you bring up nine eleven because that seems like one of the worst examples. Yeah. <laughs> being like going to yeah. being like I'm going to go to war because like not like that ended in that was a ter- that was a disaster exactly like but, how they ended that and that wasn't so even when, against a superpower. Yeah. So so why would <laughs> why would you want to go fight against Russia? Because if I don't, who will? That, that, if, I mean, if, <laughs> if it comes down to, to so many people have to go or we're going to lose, how do we know that if we lose, they don't, they're not going to adopt us into the People's Republic of whatever and they just execute every American? What if well, that one, I don't think they need a war to do that. I no, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're already doing that on TikTok. <laughs> but like, what stops, at, I guess, at what point do you get involved to try to prevent it? Uh, I would say zero. See, I'm, I got to get involved. <laughs> I'm a conflict person. I'm like, let's do this. Like, you said what? Let's go. Like, I am very run into it Leroy Jenkins style. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, as a libertarian, I believe in the non-aggression principle. That's fair. Which is uh, um, not to start shit that... Yeah, no, I'm going to shoot you in your face if you question me. <laughs> like, that's that's my mentality. <laughs> like, let's do this. Guys, this was a fun podcast. <laughs> uh no, but again, that goes to the, it doesn't directly involve me. Right now, There's I'm not enlisting. I don't have a reason to enlist. I've considered it. I've weighed yeah. my options, but there's no direct reason. Now, sure. if we go to war with somebody, a superpower at that, I've got people I need to protect. I've got nieces and nephews that need to grow up and live life, and I know their family's not doing it. I know their dad's not doing it. I know their uncles aren't doing it because that's the type of person they are. For me, I, I was in Army. Like I'm fully, oh, you're, you're, you're former yeah, army. Yeah. So okay. I'm fully prepared and ready to go defend people. When I did that, that was just a, I want to go. Now I've got people that look up to me and look out for me. And I've got people I feel I need to protect and defend. And I'll feel like a shitty fucking person if something happens to them. And I'm just sitting like, eh, not my problem. I'm good. Hands free. Like <laughs> now I'm, I'm also going to feel like a shitty person if I go get involved in some shit like you know afghanistan where we probably shouldn't have been involved this is a firm example of mind your own fucking business america but obviously we don't know how to do that so we're gonna yeehaw this to the grave you keep preaching the choir on that one bro. <laughs> we're gonna yeehaw this to the grave so yeah that's interesting i uh well i mean in, in all sincerity if you do uh go i hope you stay safe i would hate to um see you get nuked uh, yeah, Jesus, God, that would suck. I mean, I guess there is one dude that survived that, so we're gonna we're gonna weigh my odds. I guess he survived both bombs. Oh wow! Yeah, That's I don't cool. know how true that is. I saw something on it. it <laughs> he was kept bombing. He walked to the next. Like, city. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, so I, I watched uh, one of those like informational things, and it was like, yeah, he survived a bomb. Um, 
and then I think Riley shared a, a thing about it, and uh, he like I guess he was in Nagasaki or whichever one was the the second bomb, and was like talking to somebody about it, like oh my god, I can't believe that happened, and then fucking they got bombed again. <laughs> it's like, bro, at what point do you think just leave? Yeah, right. Like, Get the fuck out. I, I, if you survive two nuclear bombs and you don't do shit with your life, you probably should shoot yourself. Like, let's be honest. You about don't have that. superpowers. Yeah, like two of them bitches, and you you still just shoveling grass. Like, yeah, I'm a construction worker. No, <laughs> hell no. Oh, not to show on construction workers, but I had a guy who commented on one of my TikToks saying that the guy talking is never going to achieve anything in life, and he, he was wearing a construction hat, which I just thought the the um like not to shun <laughs> my fellow construction worker friends, but the dichotomy in that is just hilarious. <laughs> this yeah. guy's not going to do anything with his life. Yeah, one well, busting rocks for ten hours a day. Yeah, fuck right. that. No, <laughs> I'm good. You uh, have you heard that um new new uh, Oppenheimer movie? Yeah, yeah, about the the nuclear bomb yeah, creation. Yeah. yeah, that actually looks kind of dope. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Nolan who's the man, so I mean, it's That's gonna fair. be it's gonna be. I'm sure it's gonna be billing either way, but yeah. yeah, like thinking about like like the creation of something like that, man, and like like what happens when we have our internet's version of the nuclear bomb? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with all these social media. Um, yep conglomerates and all that uh, it's kind of a weird connection but like um i don't know I emps just, are a thing so i mean yeah. that would be the equivalent i think <laughs> like an emp to technology that'd be like a, a digital nuclear device knock out all communications all that shit could you imagine living in a black age no no electricity racist, nothing no, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh like no electricity nothing like yeah people would panic that goes back to the, the cell phone thing. Like, so many people were dependent on this device that if we just lost it all, what would you do? I'm probably going to go back to breaking my arms, falling out of trees and shit because I'm climbing them. But and I'm, I got big. I'm not little no more. I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm going to break a branch. Like, it's going to happen. I'm going to fuck myself up on the way down. I'm going to hit the ground. I'm going to cry. I'm going to say it was worth it. Like, memory. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. Kind of a random question. Do you uh that's just where our what we're about on the podcast, random questions. Uh what what's your pick for the twenty twenty four presidential election? Who are our candidates? I don't know, who do you think? Oh we shit. We don't have anybody officially. Um I mean we I think Trump Trump officially said he's gonna run but, Did he? Uh yeah. do you think he actually has a chance? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Not Biden. I don't, I definitely get that one. Not Biden. Not Biden. Um, you think he's going to live? I thought he would have died by now. I'm not even going to lie. I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought so, too. Uh, he's old. He's old. He doesn't remember shit. Like, at all. Like, he can't read. Yeah. I've listened to a couple of his speeches. He can't read shit. Like, I know you're not memorizing that. There's a fucking teleprompter in front of you, and you can't read that? Like, okay. <laughs> It gets to the point where he just has a speech that he can barely get through, and then he, uh, and then he just like cowers at where like reporters are like you know begging, trying to, um, <laughs> trying to like get their question on him. Yeah, and he's just like cowering, like can't even handle it. I don't know. I feel like so we've had a businessman. <laughs> that was that was eh. 
Um, we've had uh, weapons manufacturers. That was eh. Um, I feel like every president we've had is eh. Um, so maybe maybe we should do like a porn star. Let's hire a porn star. Just fuck America. <laughs> like that one. I make myself laugh. Which porn star are you nominating? Oh, I don't know. It has to be in their politics. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, me. I, I'm nominating myself. I'm a porn star. That's, that's new. We're going to add that to my title. I'm going to make a couple of videos, put it out there. Porn of a pay is good, I heard, so fuck it. That's all you need, right? Yeah, I think you and I might be at a disadvantage to that friend. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Look. That's I the one it. industry where it's skewed, right? Where yeah. it's flip-flopped. I'll just make music and put it in the porn, and I'll be good. <laughs> you know, I remember Pornhub used to do that back in the day. Yeah. They would have, like, yeah, like, video, like, music contests. Yeah. Like, hey, submit your song, and you can... Be on a porn set. Yeah. I would hate to be the uh, <laughs> cameraman to that. <laughs> Bro, that would be so horrible. <laughs> Having to get your camera right up in there while he's like, like drilling your ass, you know. Like, do you, do, you, do you look at what's going on? Do you pay attention? Do you be prepared to dodge something? Do you look at them like eye contact? Like, hey, what's up? Sorry, this is this is here. Or like the point of view ones, like you resting on them, like your face is all on it. Just what's up, bro? How's it going? Your breast smells. Uh... You should probably brush it when you're done. Oh, oh, there's that ass-eating scene earlier. That's probably what it was. <laughs> you know what's crazy about, like, this technology is I feel like <clears throat> porn's eventually going to get to a point where they're going to be able to CG it so good that they're not even going to use people. Oh, uh, yeah, I can believe I mean, that. it's just, like, the, the all these, you know, these, you know, who, XYZ prominent porn star, like, in 20 years, they're not going to have a job. Yeah. Because. <laughs> My favorite thing recently about porn is the VR stuff. I've seen so many TikToks where wives walk in on dudes and they're like humping the fucking couch. And there was there was one. He was like he was going at it, and she scared. She's like, "Fucking serious!" And he like he like freezes. He's like, "I didn't know you were home yet." She's like she's like yelling at him. She's like, "Fucking hurry up and get off!" And he's like, "Okay, give me a minute." He goes back to like fucking it. She's like, "That's not what I meant." It's like these motherfuckers. Oh my god, that's insane. My question is you if you got a whole wife, why are you putting on goggles and then pretending to hump your couch? Like what what what, what does that do for you? Like what's the point? Other than being funny when you get caught, but like <laughs> People get sucked into it, man. I guess. You know. So they're trying to grab something, like what the fuck are you? That shit's fucking hilarious. My TikTok is it's my TikTok's fucked. I don't know what it is, like I'll be scrolling, there's something about somebody getting murdered, scroll, scroll, dry humping your couch, scroll, scroll, animal fucking raping somebody. I'm just like, bro, what the fuck is going on here? Do you think TikTok has a paid partnership with OnlyFans? It has to be. Right. I'm I, f- I know the whole sex sells argument, but like... It has to be. <laughs> like, I'm very thankful. It's too much. My, it's too in there. My TikTok doesn't run through all of that stuff. But, like, I'll be sitting with people, and they'll be scrolling. I'm like, bro, your wife would kill you <laughs> if she knew this. And he's like, bro, I, like, just keeps going. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Or the, the, I've seen the TikToks where it's like, if you can scroll through 10 and there's not a girl, I'll buy you a PlayStation or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> the minute you're a man, it's like, girl. And it's like, what? You set me the fuck up. Like, I was just on it 20 minutes ago, and there was not a single single woman. The minute you say you'll buy me a PlayStation, girl. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's setting you up. Promise. <laughs> Promise. Uh, do you think uh, porn is harmful in relationships? No. Hmm. I don't. That I mean, that's a flat answer for me because <laughs> it's natural. It's one of those things. Like, as hmm. a, um, men are horn dogs. You're going to watch porn. It happens. Like, it, I think where it becomes harmful is if you hide it. Hmm. Like, no, babe, I don't do that. Like, when is it weird to masturbate to the picture of your girlfriend? Because I think that is. Like, just mm. call them. So, but then there's that flip side of you're doing whatever to another woman or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that's a tough one. I don't personally think it is. Like, if I find out my girl was watching porn, I'm like, all right, what's your search history? This is going to be that Kevin Hart thing where it's the polar <laughs> fucking opposite of me. Like, and Kevin Hart's like tall. And she fucking so he got some little claw arm. Like, it's going to be the polar opposite. Uh, but I, I, I think as long as you don't hide it. Mm. No. So it's just a matter of, I mean, it's like you said, communication. Like, yeah. communicate with your partner. I feel like that's sure. the biggest thing in every relationship, though. Just proper yeah. communication. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that there's a part that, that, that like, hijacks, like, I know this sounds like really, you know, quote unquote conservative, but like the, you know, like the bear, like, you know, you're with your partner and like, you know, your intention is like, you know, just be with her. Do you think there's something that porn robs of that? No, I don't think so. Cause I mean, unless you're watching porn with them, then maybe, cause obviously your attention's elsewhere, mm. but like, I don't watch porn with people mm. like I might sit down with my girl and watch porn if she wants to. My whole goal on that, if we're watching something, I want you to mirror what they're doing. <laughs> like, like if she's it's got tutorial lesson. Yeah, she's got <laughs> snot coming out of her nose for some shit. I want snot out of your nose. Like that's what we're watching. But I also didn't pick this video. You picked this video. So now this is your job. <laughs> um but yeah, otherwise it's like I'm not watching it with nobody. Like yeah. So it's one of those. I don't think that it, it's robbing anything, um, unless you're looking up s- specific intimate type porn. Because then at that point mm. it's like now you're searching for something you're missing. So, but that that kind of falls into the whole people who cheat thing. Mm. For me, it's like if you're horny, just call them. Why mm. would you go separate? If you're searching for intimate things in porn, why would you not just ask to do those things? But again, with communication. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to like, you know, saying men are dogs. Like, I think there's like, you know, men are biologically like uh, predisposed to like spread their seed to as many partners. So there's like this like variety, like almost like chemical that like, I feel like I'm like a man naturally fights. That's fair. You know, and I'm sure there are women who do too. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to call them the name that they're called, but (laughs) female dog. Right. If I cannot be the only one that's a dog, like if you're gonna call me a dog, you're a fucking dog. And if I'm, if I'm, you're not a dog, you're a cat or a cow or something. We can get into some very disrespectful animal terms. Just accept you're a dog as well, then. Because if I call you a cow, now you think I'm calling you fat. That make your trip a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're a dog. Well, you're a fucking cow. Like, well, I got stabbed in my fucking eye. Like, who are you calling fat, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember I was in college, and there was this uh, there was this chick on my floor who had never seen porn before. 
what yeah so like me and this other chick were like yeah okay we'll, we'll show her some porn so like we just like <laughs> just like go. sat there and we watched porn not doing anything and it was it's like educational. yeah <laughs> it's educational this is what porn, porn is <laughs> <laughs> just so you know they probably shot this scene 12 times uh, you know the parents did a good job, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're 19, 18. They're like, what's yeah, porn? What's porn? Like, oh. You're fucking, are you Amish? Like, did you grow up under a rock? Was Patrick the starfish? Do you think that has a negative effect? Watching it at a younger age? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. You're, you're being exposed to something that you probably shouldn't pay attention to. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like seeing your first dead body like Mm. especially at a young age now that's implanted in your head the rest of your life versus if you go to your for first open casket funeral of a family member like at that point it's it's a natural cause it's the Mm. life cycle um with porn if you're exposed to sex at fucking 12 you don't hit puberty and start having sex edge until 14 like yeah, you, you might be into some things like yeah, and then you got to lose your virginity and you're trying to punch somebody in the back of the head or something like. Porn can definitely, definitely negatively affect somebody. I think. Yeah. So how so how do you think we comp like? Uh, obviously, I'm not a parent, but like, well, not obviously, but I'm not a parent, but like, Me if, <laughs> if we were to be parents or you know people our age being parents, like, how do you think you combat that? Is it just about like having that conversation at so. a younger age? Yeah, I think it'd be just. The minute you start, especially with social media now, like, sex is, everybody knows about it. Like, I don't think there's an age gap anymore. Like, my, I've got nine-year-old nephews that crack sexual innuendos. And I'm like, I look at them like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, I get ready to strangle them. I'm like, what the, and I look at their parents like, and they're like, I don't know. And, oh, somebody (laughs) at school. And I'm like, you're seven. Like, what are you talking about? You're nine, whatever, like. (laughs) Probably walked on them fucking the VR couch. (laughs) Yeah, like. I feel, I feel like the minute they say something that could be con- perceived as that, or like now kids say sus all the time, mm. how how do you know what that is supposed to mean? Like when me and you say sus, it's something a little different, right? But when a child is saying it, it's meaning the same thing as us. Or like I had my niece, she was like six, and I, I cracked jokes. So I'm like, you got a boyfriend yet? You're like, no. She looked at me. She goes, no, Uncle Derek, I'm a lesbian. I, I shit you not. I got yelled at by the parents. I said, bitch, you're six. Anthony was like, don't talk to her that way. I was like, man, fuck you. Why the hell is she? She's six. She shouldn't even know what that is. And she went, oh, I like girls. Like, she knew. I think at that point, maybe conversation might need to be, uh, like, slowly addressed. But it's still something. Obviously, they've been exposed to something. So it, I think that's a huge thing for yeah that talk yeah that and this is kind of controversial territory but like you know kind of in when you talk about like the you know the trans stuff like that is kind of like the one area that i have some issue with but like you see kids like you know getting hormone replacement or like getting surgeries before the age of 18 like i do think that that is a um it's a problem you know especially because you know there doesn't really seem to be a lot of people in that community who are willing to talk about that fact or like talk about you know the videos of people who you know, they go ahead and they get the surgery and they go through the hormones and they're like sobbing because they regret so much. And, they, yeah. you know, I feel like that is a decision that just like anything else under the age 18, it shouldn't even be a, a conversation. I yeah, think parents, I it's tough. Like you said, it's, it's a it's, that's a tough subject, especially as somebody that's not, you know, trans or in that type of community. Yeah, I can only think of like 
the decisions that I made under the age of 18 that I now regret as an adult. And they're not, you know, nearly as extreme as that. Mine are like tattoos that maybe I shouldn't have got. Like, you know, decisions or things that I did when I was younger that maybe I probably shouldn't have did that. Um, when it's something that that major, maybe at that point the parent's the one that needs to make the decision. And any parent that's like, oh, I want to be the cool parent, maybe should sit the fuck down. Like, because like you said, you know, you're 25, you're sobbing. Or like, I know people who have gotten fixed and they have no kids. Mm. Right? What happens in 10 years, you meet the love of your life and they want kids. And you've already made that decision because you decided you didn't want to pull out. Bye-bye, right. bitch. No. Right? Like, <laughs> but now it's, you know, it's it's tough. Either it, it, I feel like at any age, yeah. there's certain decisions that's like, it's it's forever going to be life-altering. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, be this is just me personally. Like beyond the age of eighteen, I mean, I think you're entitled, that's up to you. Yeah, you're entitled to do what you at want. At eighteen, that's on you. And maybe it should be twenty one, since you can't buy alcohol or smoke anymore mm-hmm. at twenty until twenty one. But I feel like if you're going to change everything to the twenty one military, all that needs to go as well. If if I can go die at eighteen, I should be able to make any decision <laughs> I want at eighteen. Simple as that. I'm yeah, an adult, right? right? But when I look back at 18-year-old Derek, you know, next month will be fucking 11 years ago. We'll be 29. So it's like 18-year-old Derek was stupid and retarded. He didn't know shit. <laughs> if I knew 18-year-old Derek, I'd probably kick him in the nuts. Like, Yeah. But, you know, at that time, I thought I was on top of the world. I knew everything. So, I mean, <laughs> at that point, the minute you turn 18, it's time to go. I prepared you to this moment. You should now maintain your own lifestyle. You should have all the skill sets as a parent to be able to pay your own bills, have responsibility, and be fine. Bye. Decisions are yours. Don't ask me for shit. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, I think 18 is a good um, a good number. You know, it's definitely not perfect. There are definitely people who are going to fall, you know, before and after that number. But I yeah. think on average... Like, uh, any, anything with, like, you know, with drugs or consent or, like, you know, contracts or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah I think that should all wait until yeah. the age of 18. Yes, yeah. And, it's, like, you know, you can be pissed about that, but, like, it's just a matter of common sense. It's exactly. not, it's not, it's not anti-anything. It's just, it's just the simple fact of, hey, this, these person are, or these people are children. Like, yeah, it's tough. It, it's it, tough. They, they shouldn't go in and get a tattoo and they, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least... What is it? I think it's like 15 or 16, or maybe younger with the parents' consent. For what? Tattoos? Yeah. I thought it was 18, period. Oh, is it just know, I have no idea. I don't either. I, I have no clue. But, and that's, I don't know, tattoos are a bad example, I guess. I mean, tattoos are well, Yeah, bad. and that's why, that's why I kind of transitioned to the snip thing. Like, that's, mm, that's kind yeah. of, that's more of a major thing, so. Yeah. But, I, I shit. I'm not gonna lie though. I thought about getting that snip. I, I, I feel like everybody does. Every yeah. woman, every man. But it's one of those things of what if that changes? What if that decision? And I know like they tie it and they can unclamp it or whatever. But like it, once you cross that, it's harder to exactly. Get back. So yeah. now it's like, what if you decide? You know, what if you're 40 something? All your kids are moved out, right? You got snipped when you were 30 or whatever because no more kids. All your kids are moved out. Your life's kind of become dull. You go to work. You come home same routine not really doing anything constructive at some point i feel like everybody has that i need to do more with my life moment what if that's having another kid and you made that decision 10 years ago to not do that like what if you know your wife's like you know honey i the house is quiet well, let's try it again well hey babe can't snip snip 
Like, we could try. Probably not going to work. Odds aren't the greatest, but let's do it. Hmm. Hurrah for him for having a lot of sex, but <laughs> what happens when it doesn't happen? Yeah. You know? do, do you want kids, you think, at some point? At some point, yeah. Okay. Yeah, at some point. Not right now, just because I'm at this crazy spot in my life where I... So the way I think about children and marriage are way different than everybody else, I feel. Like, I feel like if I'm going to propose and be engaged, I need to, you know, own my house. I need to have a, a stable bank account. I need to be able to maintain everything versus there's people that are, you know, they're renting and they get engaged. For me, it's like, so when do you start your foundation? And, you know... As much as I should, I rent. I know plenty of people that rent, but it's like, for me, I feel like I need to buy a house before I make that decision, because the minute we get married, the next step is children. Now it's to build a family. How am I going to build a family in somewhere that you know? What if my landlord decides to sell this house? Now I'm homeless. I don't own my own crib. Hmm. Now I'm homeless. So now I got to figure out this with my kids. But then with the kids, it's the uh, your life changes. So you're saying that's the reason I got divorced? It's because I didn't buy a house. Possibly, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> no, I don't. Whoops. <laughs> no, uh, you're fine. That's that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, but that's um, like kids for me is your life changes. Everything I'm doing now stops. It's now about making sure they are fully prepared and adequately equipped to when they turn 18 and they decide to go off on their own they're going to be fine. They're not calling me every six months, every month, because they fucking forgot to pay their water bill or any of that shit. This is your responsibility now. And the reason I think that is at 18, you start building your own life. You no longer worry about your parents. You're no longer checking in with them every day. So why, as a parent, would I want to check in with you every day? You're not doing that to me. As a parent, why would I need to pay your bill because you fucked up? You didn't talk to me for the last month, but hey... Water bills here, Dad. Can you pay? No. As a parent, my job is to make sure you are adequately equipped and ready for when you leave my house, whether it's 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever, after college, whatever it is. Um, when you leave here, you're on your own. Your bills are your bills. Your life is your life. Do this. I'll see you at holidays. It's how it is with my family. It's how it is with my friends. I see you when I can because I'm busy. Yeah. Sorry. Like, at what point? What if. Kid decides to join the military and don't talk to him for nine months because they're on deployment, right? It's you know it's one of those situations where that's my job. That's my only job. The minute I have a child, so when I'm ready to give up everything I'm doing to do that, then I'll I'll cross that path. At some point, yes, because I want to see if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to see if yeah. I can prepare you to be good on your own and leave <laughs> me the fuck alone. Like it's a it's a challenge. But I I have friends that. They're, you know, they're older and they're struggling, struggling hard. And yeah. I think about it. And I'm like, what didn't you listen to when your parents were telling you? Like, I've been on my own since I was 12. So I'm, I'm self-taught with a lot of shit. So, like, I look at some of the resources they have that they just pissed away because they didn't realize it was a resource. And it's like, damn, you didn't listen when you were told you shouldn't have did that? Like, okay. Yeah, that, wow. that was my childhood. Yeah. Sure. Like, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, and, there's, and I'm sure there's things you can look back on like, fuck, they did tell me not to do that shit. And I did it anyways. And now look at this. Like, so I look back at it and I'm like, at what point do you admit, and as a child, I don't think you can ever admit this, um, that you've, you failed. Because as a child, it's not your job to succeed. It's your parents' job. It's your parents' mm-hmm. job to make sure you have clothes on your back, food in your stomach, transportation, all that shit. You may not be able to do it on a high caliber, but as long as you have your bare necessities to survive 
and you know not worry about somebody come take your kid from you but like at what point does a parent be like fuck i failed you got a 35 year old kid still borrowing money from you you got a 40 year old kid that lives with you because why at what point do you be like fuck i didn't prepare them to be able to do this because at some point you got to realize it's a mindset thing how didn't i equip you properly to when you ran into this obstacle be able to think quick on your feet to get past this obstacle at what point did i fuck up and now you're calling me to fix your issue it's my job to pass this information off on you it's my job to make sure that you are prepared but that's that's again i think differently than a lot of people when it comes to shit like that so no no uh no i mean i like that i think i a big part that i'm picking up on that is like you are very confident in yourself that Mm -hmm. you would be a good parent like you have a very like um i'm sure that you have like a whole plan idea of how you would raise your kids and like i'm just someone who does not have that (laughs) you know i uh i think there there are certain people that like have certain backgrounds that um you know were negative like you know they have a you know but maybe not the best upbringing and then they don't really know like how am i gonna effectively you know raise someone how, how am I gonna? How am I gonna get to the point where I'm structured enough to yeah. um, do that for someone else? And, and that's where I think that if you can't be like, yes, I can do that, then maybe you shouldn't be ready for that child. Yeah. Maybe you should take the proper steps to avoid having that child, um, simply because you failing as a parent can be a, a very negative thing. Yeah. Like that can, you know, what you got a kid that grows up to be a fucking serial killer for whatever reason because they didn't have mommy's love. Fuck. Yeah. Like I, I it's 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 a it's a very weird windy road on that conversation with me. Yeah. But, well, yeah, and that's kind of I it's kind of interesting with you too is like you are also very career driven, very focused. Yeah. So, um, you know, some of my background like my parents were very career driven. I feel like I lacked a lot of emotional um support because right. of that yeah. and so like you know look sorry i know this is all gotten about me suddenly no it's all um, good but uh but you know in the trajectory of my life like i worry i struggle with the idea of, like having a kid and like not being able to you know not being able to be there emotionally for exactly. him because i'm so yep. focused on whatever yep but so i didn't become career driven until after i was i was kind of forced into it uh after 21 okay. i got into some legal trouble where i couldn't get a job i had to figure it out oh, um, so i didn't have much of an option i had to get on my toes and or i wasn't going to eat i was going to fall back into how i was when i, I was a kid stealing to eat and shit like that and i'll never go back to that lifestyle you know sleeping on park benches and shit i will never deal with that a day in my life so i know every single day i have to make something happen so now when it comes to being career driven and it goes to i'm too busy to have a kid it's because i know when i have a kid i can't be career driven i need to be in a position where i'm able to give my child that time because like you said you know they were career career driven so you didn't have a lot of the other support that you felt you needed and i think that you cannot be one foot in one foot out and i'm like that with everything you can't Mm, be one foot in one foot out relationship you know career uh, uh friendships any of that like you the pace has to be set like i'm here when i'm here i'm here you know when i'm on the road i'm gone 
Like my friends know I'm busy. I'll see you when I come back when I have time. But I'm not, hey, I might come over and then I don't show up. Or, you know, my nephews will message me, hey, can you come hang out? And I'm like, no, but I'm out of town or I'm busy. When I have time, I'll let you know. I'll make sure to come. Because when I come hang out with you, I don't need to be, oh, fuck, I'm booking something. Oh, yeah, you want to play video? Yeah, yeah, give me one sec. Because now they're looking as at me as a role model. Like, he's always busy. He's not paying attention to shit. So now I'm going to do it. Mm. So now they're giving that yeah. same energy to their brother or their sister. And it, it becomes this cycle when it's time to be a parent, it's time to be a parent. My job is to put food on the table, pay the bills, and make sure you don't have to ask for your basic necessities. Mm-hmm. I need to, my job is now to, my career is now to focus on making sure you are ready and equipped to go into the real world. I should be at a position in my, my actual career to do that. I should be able to have a job that has a 401k, um, vacation time sick time whatever fmla whatever it is now that's tough when you're self-employed or whatever but the goal of being self-employed and driving so hard is so at some point you can just sit back and chill you can be with mm. your family yeah so i feel like a lot of people try to juggle those those same aspects at the same time and there's some people that do it amazing there's also yeah. some people that just don't so it's it's tough yeah i think one of my biggest criticisms of like modern parents i think they have kids for selfish reasons Mm -hmm. a lot of them they have them because they don't think about like okay am i in a position like provide and to you know really set this person up for like a good life or do i just like want to have a kid to feel good exactly you know i I I need something to fill my time type thing exactly yeah or the the whoops it happened yeah (laughs) like that's my favorite whoops it happened (laughs) so it's tough it's tough but society is constantly changing so who knows in 10 years where my mind might be at hopefully i have a kid before then but <laughs> like i i have I, with me just being me i have certain goals that if i don't reach certain things at a certain point it's time to not give up on that goal but transition into a new goal so it's you know it's it's tough like i know people that chase music for example 30 40 years old still not doing shit from it not generating a full-time livable wage um for me if i'm not at a uh let's say point a for me if i'm not there by this timeline i'm no longer pursuing this i'm going to take a transition to where it's no longer a full-time career and it's going to be a hobby that brings me spare income or world war three will happen or world war yeah (laughs) and i'll die somewhere (laughs) i'm fully fully understanding that if that happens i'll probably die but yeah so it's like you know it's one of those things i hope you at least drop a mixtape before you know, just at, fire just bars like, from the battle zone. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. Bow, bow, bow. Hey, honey, I'm on this. I'm on this battleground. This is probably not gonna happen. Yeah. Hit the upload button. Drop it. Yeah. Drop my mixtape. <laughs> Called the farewell mixtape. Yep. Hear gunshots in the background. I'll be busting at them. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> One whizzes by. <laughs> like, real life shit. Can you imagine yeah. like World War Two, but like people are just doing ciphers, man. Instead of like you know busting the radio, they're yeah. just in like, a circle like, oh no no no. <laughs> that World War Two as a modern day thing, everybody's TikToking as they're shooting. Just wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that movie, uh, Nineteen Seventeen? I don't think so. Ooh, dude, it's about uh, it's about World War One, <clears throat> and they uh, they like film the whole thing. Well, they didn't actually film, but they film it to look like it's two shots oh it's kind of a newer movie too yeah i think it's on hbo you should definitely check it i've out. got hbo so i'll definitely have to check it out <clears throat> but like you know people i feel like when people talk about wars they always talk about world war ii right yeah but people forget like how 
you know, Gricely and how like um, barren World War One was. How yeah. it was all done in the trenches and like people yeah. not moving, people starving, people having like, you know, that was like the. <clears throat> I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that was like the emergence of assault rifles. Yeah, like multi-shot rifles. So. You have people going in with like single shotters, like you know, just getting mowed down mm-hmm. by these huge ass machine gun wars. Yeah, or you know, guns and shit. Yeah, you should check it out, man. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah, I love me a good war movie. So hell yeah. Do you have any favorites? As um, anti-war as I am, I, yeah, it's kind um, of. A <laughs> I so I guess I look at what would you classify as a war movie? Let's talk about that first. Um, a movie that depicts a. Uh, conflict okay so kind. so like any so like so benghazi the, like the there was a movie about benghazi which was oh uh, yeah sure like that would be a war movie what remind me what benghazi so was. benghazi was um a cia outpost the the basically the locals were supposed to help them um oh. and they abandoned them and they got overtaken this is when like isis started to become a thing oh, uh, oh yeah okay. and they they i think the ambassador ended up getting killed and stuff like that and there was like uh, four CIA contractors or six CIA contractors that were like a mile down from where the attack was happening. They had no orders to go, but it was American, so they were like, fuck it, let's go. They're ex-Navy SEALs, ex-Dev grew all that shit. Went to go help and try to, to save yeah. everybody or whatever. Um, yeah, so I was just, I just wanted, because there's, you know... No, yeah, yeah, no, that counts. Um, that counts. So I would say Black Hawk Down is probably one of my tops. Hmm. Um, and then American Sniper... Ooh, that is such a good movie. Yeah, I, I've got an infatuation with long guns, so <laughs> snipers are, are my thing. Um, yeah, it's so kind of interesting say, you like that movie because it's—I always found it to be a very anti-war movie. It, it, it is. It's, and I wouldn't say that I'm like pro-war. I would say I'm. Um, you just view it as a necessity. Yeah, if okay. I have to go, it's one of those things. Like, obviously, I know that if something happens between the U.S. and Russia, it's because we couldn't mind our own fucking business. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know, your best friend or your brother fight, arguing with your neighbor because they're pissed off about their dog shit being in, and then a fight happens. You're just going to stand back and watch it? You're going to try to break it up? Are you going to jump the neighbor? Like, where's your standing? It's, it's your, you know, so for me, it's like, all right, let's go. I know I shouldn't. I know we shouldn't be here. But I guess I'm 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 gonna help because I got to make sure you know people like you and her and you know family and dogs and shit aren't gonna get executed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'd say that um, I think it kind of gives a good good outlook of you know being somewhere you shouldn't be, just doing a job to make sure that you know you're doing your part. You know, so mm. those sound like indoctrination tactics, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, man. Uh, I, I I guess I wonder, do you ever have, like, the are we the baddies moment? Oh, like, yeah. You, you ever, like, we're the dickheads. Yeah. I don't but, think there's ever a time where we're the goodies, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we're constantly trying to push our democracy on somebody. And, you know, it's like, hey, we're just trying to expose you to it. We want to give you the option. It's like, no, we're literally kicking in people's doors and we're shoving it down their throat. Like, you should be like us. And if you're not, we're going to put a fucking base here and we're going to make you like us. Simple. Love ya. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're, there's a time that we're the yeah. good guy. So, But that doesn't, like, that doesn't stop you from wanting to help out? Unfortunately, no. Hmm. So Interesting. And it's, it's like, it's, it, again, it comes down to I understand it, but if I don't, who will? Hmm. In this room, 
There's only one of us that's like, yeah, let's do this, right? It's 33%. Not giving her any credit. That's 33%. <laughs> There's one third that's like, all right, let's do this. Um, if I were to bring everybody else with me, you know, uh, all the guys that, you know, from the team, and I'm still the only one. That's There's 10 of us on my team. I'm still the only one that's like, all right, yeah. Everybody else is like, nope, not my problem. It will be when it's at your front door, though. At that point, are you going to pick up a gun? Do you even have a gun? Do you own something that's going to defend you? Because your knife's not going to stop a fucking AT4 rocket. Like, <laughs> so it's it's one of those things. Now, I may not be the turning point. I may not be the pinnacle of the, the fight or whatever, but I could be one more shot that keeps it from being here. Mm. Right? So, because the minute it's here, it's probably too late for us. Because if you think about it, majority of our fighting force is overseas. Mm. How oh, yeah. long will it take for them to get here? Right? Well, our, what's our National Guard going to do? Our weekend warriors? Well, I am kind of skeptical of like the possibility of like an invasion. Yeah. Like a, of a land invasion. I think, um, <clears throat> the, you know, the most effective way to have a total, total, totalitarian government is to just have people comply. You yeah. know, if if you don't even have to raise a firearm and you can just make everybody obey you, I mean, you know, the job's done. Yeah. You know, I think I think people are hacking us through, you know, media, through social media, through the Internet, That's right. through all these things. Like, I think that is a much more effective tactic than China coming in on, you know, parachuting down with yeah. a gun or whatever. You know, I think that's a very outdated um, idea, which which up until yesterday, I agreed. <laughs> to be 100% honest, <laughs> up until yesterday. Um, because, again, foreign objects that don't communicate or comply are supposed to be shot down by our Patriot system. Mm. They're supposed to be stopped before they get landbound. We had a spy balloon get landlocked for a week. Not shit happened to it until it got over the East Coast. And then we did something about it. At, like... That's what everybody's saying. Is, oh, boots on the ground will never happen because of these these systems that are in place. The reason these systems are in place for things that don't comply, they don't communicate. Hey, airplane, what the fuck are you doing right now? If you don't comply, you're either escorted or shot the fuck down. Simple as that. Long before you get here. And those things were put in place after 9-11 because of those situations. We just had this spy balloon that does not communicate. There's not anybody on board to talk to you. And we did nothing about it. So what happens if it's in the middle of the night? This thing went a week just floating around. And it was over hot, what they called hot zones. Okay. Yeah. How do we know that's not a, an EMP or something like that? EMP is just knock everything out. That That's a real thing. Like that's not just a made up fucking term. People use those things. People have those. Okay. So at what point... Does a big-ass fucking C-130 come flying over us and people start parachuting out in the middle of the night? I don't know how often I look at the sky and be like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. So, you know, I do think it's very unprobable for something to happen. I don't think it's impossible, though. Sure, sure. But I definitely agree with what you said. Be able to get them to comply without raising a, a firearm or firing a shot, way more effective, way more powerful. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, do you, do you like with the situation with like the Chinese balloon? Do you think that that like the reason we didn't shoot down is because um, of like some kind of like association with China, like some like you know we're not going to fuck with them, or do you think it's just incompetence? Uh, they they said it was because it was 
like I said, over hot sites. They were worried about the damage um, and oh, that it was okay. dangerous for it to drop, right? Um, I think if we sent the balloon over China, China would have dropped that bitch forever ago. They're yeah, like, no, oh, sure. what, are, what are you doing here? Well, like, they don't care about their civilians, so. I yeah. mean, we don't either, but, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but it's, less. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things of like. Way less. And, and I think if we would have dropped it, and had the communications with China, it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have been considered an act of war. It would have been considered of, why didn't you tell me it was coming? You could have had that conversation. We potentially could have worked something out for it to come through. You know, um, don't fucking do it again. Like, simple as that. So, I don't know how you feel about people just coming in your house without announcing they're coming over or being here. But if you just walk in my house and I didn't know you were coming, we're having a very unpleasant yeah, conversation about it. Sure. Like, you're more likely to just walk in my house if you let me, hey, I'm about to swing by. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, different story. You just walk in my house. I'm, you're probably leaving right then. No, don't fucking do that. It's time for you to go. Like, you don't just show up unannounced. Like... And I feel like, you know, there could have been a conversation, you know, if it is just a civilian research thing. But the fact that you shot it down first thing lets me know you didn't believe that conversation. Uh, you waited to shoot it down because it was in populated areas or whatever, because it was like over Chicago at one point, stuff like that. And we have a Navy base in Chicago. So, I mean, that's kind of just a hot zone. You're over, you know, military active. Um, yeah. And there, it was like anything you find on it there was no conversation back and forth about hey what is this it was all very hush hush of hey we're monitoring it we're not going to do anything about it right now because you know it's unsafe uh we're going to take care of it though don't stop asking questions about it it was all of the the press releases um it could have just been an accident but they said it was it had maneuverable devices hmm. so it didn't just float here it was it was kind of guided like <laughs> And it kind of, you know, up and down for a week. Yeah. Ah, that just doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you, when you were talking about the division of like World War Three, it'd be uh, Russia and China. I've always felt that the U.S. was way more in bed with China than Russia is. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a possibility. Uh, and it could just be me going off of lack of information on that whole relationship. <laughs> sure. Yeah, nobody, nobody here's a fucking journalist. Yeah. yeah, it could be just lack of information or, you know, improper information fed by the media. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. We all know that. Propaganda oh, yeah. is a huge thing. Um, but it's like, whenever you think of those conversations, it's always China and Russia. I mean, they share a continent. Like, they have to be friends. It's like us and Canada. Canada just stays out of shit. I don't think we're friends right now. Yeah, but I'm saying like Canada normally just stays out of shit. They stick to your stick to their self. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that type of situation out of China and Russia. I've never heard of them beefing. I've never heard of them just being like, eh, whatever, we're friends. We're not friends. Whatever it is. Hmm. It's every time you think about something or the conversation's sparked, and this is probably where I get the idea from, is it's normally Russia and China together. Like and then they throw Iran in there. And it's I feel like Iran's that that one off that just for some reason we just don't get along with and they're just fuck you America. Like and the minute they get the opportunity they're probably going to fuck you America. Like so but it, again it could just be wrong information or whatever it is that I have that drives that narrative in my head, but sure. That's where I think it's going to go. 
Hey, no, I mean, look, I mean, the fact that you're even willing to, like, acknowledge that says a lot. Like, uh, and that is, like, I, I struggle with this, too. Like, I always think about, like, you know, are my political views, like, yeah. lackluster because of some kind of insider information yeah. I'm lacking? Everybody likes to think they're right, but, like, you know, how many people really are? It's kind exactly. of interesting. But uh, that's also why I understand that my decision to enlist, if that were to happen, is it, it's not a justified decision on a long front t- or a, a big picture thing it's it's justified for me because i live here i need to do my part to protect the people i can i care less about those fuckers in white house or the people you know not minding their business i care about my people and if i live here i can't call russia and be like hey don't don't worry about me. I don't give a fuck about these guys. They're going to see me and they're going to be like, enemy. Reach out to them through your music. Yeah, That's yeah. more effective than the military. Yeah, that be Make pr- a fucking fire mixtape. Give it to Vladimir Putin and maybe he'll be like, hey, this silence guy. I'll be putting a fucking black hole somewhere. CIA is going to pick me up on my way home. Let's go, bitch. I'm like, bro, it was a, what? It was a song. I didn't mean anything by it. Like, that would what be happened to silence? Who knows? Well, I'm going to send you uh, as much anti-war literature and film as I can to keep you here, buddy. (laughs) Keep you here. I'm I'm all for more information. It it helps me make any decision that I need to make. It also allows me to see different aspects of things. I try to say that I'm a very understanding person of other people's points of views and everything like that. I try not to be closed-minded, so it's all welcomed. Oh yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think you're close-minded at all. I think you're a very open-minded individual. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. Silence. It's been a pleasure. I Thank always you. say, for someone named Silence, you you talk way more than yes. you would think. You yes. know, I feel like I feel like sometimes people are always like, "Oh, this podcast is gonna suck." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy's named Silence. Yeah, no. <laughs> the the nickname derives from some negative things in my life when yeah. I was quiet. Now I'm not. So I, I I tend to tell people silence is the only sound you're forced to listen to. I think we talked yep, about we that. We did talk about that. Yeah, yep. it's the only sound you're forced to listen to, and I have a lot to say. That's awesome. So, but uh, you ask her, ask anybody else. When I'm in a room, I'm uncomfortable. You won't get a word out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just stand there. <laughs> I feel that, man. Uh, where can people find you? What are your socials? Uh, what do you got coming down to line? Uh, silence the number nine S H H on all social media platforms. Um, then uh, I got some some music I'm going to be pushing down people's throats coming soon. Uh, we have the T1 anniversary party in March that I will be performing at. That'll be my first performance of the year. Nice. Um, so check out check that out. I'll have tickets and everything. So hell yeah. Hey man, I hope to see you in Des Moines more often. I hope yes. you you know connect with uh, Lolo. Maybe you can even get you to perform. I'm sure he would. Definitely. Should be something you can do. Definitely. I'll have to check him out. Hell yeah. All right, guys, this is Calister Hours. As you know, uh, we got a website, com, where you can uh, you know support us there and donate directly. Uh, we also have a Patreon where we have exclusive content. You can go check out stuff there, too. And, uh, yeah, we're on basically anywhere. TikTok, Insta, all the shit. We're on it. Have a good night, everybody. Laters. Peace.